the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by Nathaniel Lundy. This, of course, is the Fade the Noise podcast. It's been a minute for us. Uh, we've been still self-isolating. We've been masking up. Uh, and I've been drinking a lot of tequila. And, and Lundy, I don't know if you noticed on the late night tip, but I have fallen in love with the American Cornhold League. Is it actually starting to make you make bets? There's there's a step that happens between uh, I am dying for sports and therefore I will watch and opening your wallet. Where do you stand, Mr. Evans? Uh, well, I, I would certainly bet on it if somebody would offer some lines. And I did get a little <laughs> inside information on this on my Sirius XM show uh, earlier this week that there could be a daily fantasy sports company devising a cornhole game. As we speak, true story, man, I have missed out on so many opportunities between my college life, my tailgating, and of course my concert attending. I have missed out on honing my game. I should have been paying far more attention. Well, I tell you what, the broadcasts are great because everybody's protected. Guys are wearing gloves. Guys are wearing masks. Uh, They have the counters that count up the bags because we all lose count when you play cornhole. And these dudes are ringers. It doesn't matter if you're like 17 or 75 because the age range is everywhere. Everybody's got the dad bod. You know, it's sponsored by Johnsonville Brats for crying out loud. And the, all these guys do is hole after hole after hole. But the best part of the broadcast is the fact that the announcers have a telestrator and they're showing the lanes of where they should be throwing bags in certain cases. And it cracks me up every time. I am waiting for the Frank Caliendo treatment of that <laughs> broadcast, my friend. I cannot wait. The next betting obsession, the American Cornhole League. Bank on it. Let's get in to today's Fade 5. Number 5. All right, tipping things off. Hey, the NBA going to be trapped in a bubble here about a month from now. With the restart, we're finally going to have a resolution to the 2019-2020 season. And we've already got some odds out on who could take the crown this year and you know where i'm going to play some action i'm going to take the boston celtics at 20 to 1 or plus 2000 available on DraftKings. and here's the reason why uh prior to the stoppage uh, the boston celtics were number four in defensive efficiency in the nba uh giving up just 1.033 points per possession ranking number seven in offensive efficiency at 1.093 points per possession score this is also a team that played well away and given the unique circumstances no fans empty arena and kind of an odd bizarre place within this Disney World bubble uh, it could benefit them because they were uh, well above 500 away from the garden and they're a young and talented and deep team Tatum Smart Hayward Brown They got some young guns on this squad overall, and Brad Stevens is an absolute genius. I think the Celtics have the best chance of going toe-to-toe with LeBron and company, potentially for an NBA title representing the East this year. Lundy, fade or follow the four-leaf clover? 
if you can keep Brad Stevens off of Space Mountain, I think we will be okay. <laughs> I would imagine he is a roller coaster kind of guy. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll follow you on this one, and here's why. I believe that if you are going to try to zag instead of zig, if you are going to try to fade the noise, get away from the masses, I think you need to stay away from Southern California and try to find somebody that's got those kinds of odds. I like the idea of the Celtics at a 20 to 1 mark. I think that's why they're attractive, is because they could put together a run. I think there's going to be some unpredictability here. I know that a lot of things have swung between uh, talking about the Bucks to talking about the Lakers to talking about the Raptors. But I do believe, Brad, you're right about kind of a quiet move there with Boston and the potential that this young team could take advantage of a very odd bubble and maybe burst it for either of the L.A. teams and wind up with the trophy. Bet on the luck of the Irish. Number four. All right, moving on. Let's go to the NFL gridiron. Hopefully got to start on time. And let's go out west and talk about a running back, the pride of Gunnison, Colorado, and Western State University. That is one Austin Eckler. Uh, the line, according to points bet, minus 115 on the over or the under. And I'm taking the over on 1,175.5 total yards. That is rushing and receiving. If you shop around like DraftKings has this line at 1,400.5. So an absurdly priced, a discounted offering Right there at Points Bet USA, Austin Eckler is going to be the main man within this L.A. Chargers offense. Melvin Gordon no longer in Southern California. Now, of course, a member of the Denver Broncos. And Eckler was the bee's knees last season in a secondary role, netting 3.23 yards after contact per attempt. That was RB13 at the position. Force a missed tackle 23.2% of the time. And he only had 46% of the opportunity share and hit the over on this proposed total in 2019. And remember, when Gordon was pouting, Wanting a big fat contract, which he really didn't get last year, holding out. Weeks one through five, Austin Eckler averaged 19.6 total touches per game, 116.6 total yards per game. You extrapolate that out over 16 contests. That's an 1,865 total yard pace in a pistol based system that the Chargers are expected to deploy this year. Man, I think Austin Eckler easily gets to 1,200 combined yards here, Lundy. Fade or follow? I'll tell you what, I'm going to follow as well. And you brought up Melvin Gordon now being a member of the Broncos. A little news and notes for our new friends listening in Colorado that now have legalized sports betting. This is why Brad and I tell you to shop around. Yep. When you see a number of 1175 and a half compared to a number north of 1400, that's why you want to make sure that you do not become enamored with just one provider. Try to make sure that you are paying attention to all the different lines that are out there. Look, I think Eckler is easily at 775 on the ground alone. So you're telling me all I got to do is find 400 through the air? That's a no-brainer. Getting 1175 should be a piece of cake for Eckler. I like that you pointed out the idea of the pistol formation, things that I think are going to open up the offense, give him some opportunities. They are going to have to lean on him um, with Gordon being gone, and I think that they can utilize him in both the ground game and the air game as they have in the past, which is a good thing to do when you are now shuffling things to a new quarterback regime. So, yes, give me the over. Very smart shopping, seeing what's there with points bet. Take the money and run on Austin Eckler. Number three. All right, let's go out to the sizzling Sonoran Desert and talk about the dachshund 
of the desert, and that is one Kyler Murray. Here is a line. We're not going to focus on his arm. We're going to focus on those little legs, and they're going to be scurrying about there inside the University of Phoenix Stadium. 475.5 rush yards is the proposed total, minus 110 on the over or the under, according to DraftKings, meaning you put $110 down, you get 100 in return, and I'm going to do exactly that on... The over. He sailed past this number in his rookie campaign last season. A player that averaged 34 rush yards per game for a total of 544 yards. I think he's going to net close to six rush attempts per contest in this Cliff Kingsbury air raid RPO-based offense. You bring in a DeAndre Hopkins. You have a full season of Kenyon Drake. What is that going to open up? Nothing but wide running lanes when Kyler Murray calls his own number. Uh, I, I think it could be 600, 650 rushing yards this season for the second year passer out of Oklahoma. Lundy, fade or follow on Kyler. I am going to fade you on this one. I don't <laughs> like the number. I know it's scary. I don't like the number as much as you do. Look, you look at uh, some of the numbers out of our friends at Pro Football Focus. Uh, PFF talking about him being projected to be somewhere in the 300s. I disagree with wow. that. I think he's higher than that. But I think one of the numbers to point out is last year in designed runs, according to PFF, Murray clocked 341 yards. 225 yards wound up happening as he went through his scrambles, as in, uh, yeah, uh, got to go. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, what I'm concerned about is that as this offense maybe gets a little bit more uh, weapons with it, as you brought up with DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera, I do think that opens up some passing lane or some running lanes, excuse me, for Murray. But I'm also concerned, Brad, that it may keep him from getting those improv scrambling yards and therefore he doesn't reach up to that 600 number that you're looking at. So I'm going to fade you on this one. That 475 and a half number, I'm not quite comfortable with. I'm going to avoid it. Uh, feed the dachshund of the desert a begging strip. He's going to cash, baby. Number two. All right, let's go to Big D and talk about Amari Cooper, a guy that was a king of inconsistency for fantasy football devices last season. But... Will he get enough volume this year to surge over 11,150.5 receiving yards? That is a line being offered by points bet at minus 115. I am pounding the under on this one. I don't trust the Pooper Cooper. I think he's going to be more Pooper than he is going to be Potpourri. Why? You've got C.D. Lamb there. You've got the Colorado State product and Michael Gallup as well that people tend to forget about. Blake Jarwin has gained some buzz uh, this offseason, a player that could have an expanded role within this offense. Now, I think the defense of the Dallas Cowboys is going to be ghastly. Uh, and Dak Prescott may easily he'll go over 40 attempts per game this year, but Cooper's just so untrustworthy on a weekend, week-out basis though he was number 14 among wide receivers in catchable target percentage and number three in total air yards last season, you would have uh, these up weeks on the roller coaster ride where you have like 200 yards in a game and a hat trick of touchdowns. And the next week, it'd be like a couple targets, one catch for 15. And again, with all the competition there for looks, I, I don't see him getting past 1,100 yards this season. I think the under, also when you take injuries into account here, uh, I think is the smart money wager fade or follow my under wager on Amari Mr. Lundy 
Well, you know full well from our years of the Fantasy Football Hour television show how I feel about Amari Cooper and what apparently are hands uh, attached to the ends of his arms that he is not very good at using. I am going to follow you, my friend. He is the under. The volume may go to 11 with spinal tap, but the only person it's going to go to 11 with on the Dallas Cowboys is going to be Michael Gallup. Uh, I see him absolutely pounding the over on his number, but Amari Cooper, no. You brought up the injuries. You brought up the mouths to feed. I do not see it with Amari Cooper. I have never trusted him as a fantasy wide receiver, and therefore I can't trust this number. Give me the under. Guarantee he's going to drop a beach ball if you toss it to him. Number one. All right, and finally, at numero uno, I'm digging Matthew Stafford to win comeback player of the year at plus 900 available on FanDuel. If you put $100 down, guess what? You get nine bills in return. You know, Matthew Stafford, before his bulky back, got the best of him last season in eight contests. He averaged 312.4 yards per game through the air and totaled 19 touchdowns. Also set the pace and average depth of target 11.4. I love the cupboard of weapons around him as you've got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, T.J. Hawkinson's roles expected to grow this season, and a sure-handed rookie running back in DeAndre Swift who caught 94 balls during his days for UGA in Athens. Uh, I think it's going to be a banner year for Matthew Stafford. He's already got 140 TD season under the belt. May not get quite there this year, but I think he's a player that's going to toss at least 4,500 yards and get well north of 30 touchdowns through the air as well. And watch out for Detroit. They could be a sneaky team to make the postseason. Maybe get to the Super Bowl? That's never happened for Detroit. I could be far-fetched, but I'm certainly buying Matthew Stafford taking home the hardware and comeback player of the year at plus 900. Fade or follow Lundy. Uh, I will follow you on this one, my friend, because I'm looking at the numbers courtesy of FanDuel. You talked about Stafford being a plus 900. Uh, I see J.J. Watt in there at a plus 550. No thanks, because there's just too many injuries that keep happening to J.J., unfortunately. A.J. Green at the same number, plus 900. Uh, no thank you. Uh, Bradley Chubb, you want to go on the defensive side? He's a plus 3,300. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, a plus 9,000. Uh, if you really wanted to go down that road of trying to find somebody that was a long shot of a comeback player of the year bet. But I think Stafford at a plus 900, you're looking at a nice payday. I do love the toys that he has in the cupboard and the potential if those guys can stay on the field for that to be a fun offense. And look, you brought them up as a playoff team. I think that could potentially happen because look at the rest of that division. Detroit could very nicely be snacking on others in that division who are all sort of treading water, uh, including your Chicago Bears, Brad. Oh, my Bears are terrible. This is why I drink. Uh, and that is a wrap <laughs> on today's edition of Fade the Noise. Please drop us a rating and review, would you kindly? And follow us on Twitter as well. Follow Lundy at Nate Lundy. Follow me at Noisy Huevos. And as always, fade or follow. That is up to you. Fade the Noise.